I'm multitasking today. I'm, I have the baseball. I'm at my son's baseball game. And I'm like, we're here. We're doing it. Like, we all got to just, like, keep going. So I'm so. So you understand. We get Listen, it. yes. <laughs> all right. We've got the Millionaire Podcast. Charles Oglesby, also known as Time Millionaire. We're here with Michelle Welch. Uh, how's it going, Michelle? Long time no see Yes, it's good. It's a great, beautiful day. And what a way to kick off our second season of the podcast, but with two beautiful Black business owners that have some amazing food. So listen, we're here. We're here for a good time, not a long time. So let's get started. Yeah, so we're here with so, the owners, the owners of Q's Crack and Crab and Soul Food Kitchen in Cocoa <laughs> Beach, Florida. Um, they came highly regarded. Uh, they actually came referred from uh, Houston Ventures Homes, and he's all the way in Houston, so if he knows about you guys, that's saying something. So mm -hmm. uh, shout out to him real quick, and uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having you. us. So can you tell so, us a little bit more about who you are and where you're from? So um, I'm Q, and this is Anthony. Um, we have a seafood restaurant in Cocoa Beach. We're one of the only Black-owned restaurants in Cocoa Beach. We opened up about three years ago. Um, we opened up in the middle of the pandemic. I know um, a lot of people know that the pandemic opened up. I started with March 13th. Officially, yeah. that's when we signed our lease. Like literally. That's crazy. Oh, wow. you, you weren't expecting it. It just kind of like. Yeah. And then they started, um, you know, with cutting down, you know, capacity on seating down to 50%. And, you know, it was a few months before we opened, but we we took the time to really just get get ourselves together and kind of figure out our game plan um, because, as, as to how it was going to look for us because uh, you know it wasn't no turning back for us we, we we put everything and we went all in so yeah because we negotiated our lease uh, for four mm -hmm. months uh, free we didn't have to rush so uh, we decided to kind of like watch everything and kind of see how it went and we decorated the place and um, we decided to open up fourth of July weekend instead mm -hmm. of March um, we still have one month left of free. Yeah, right? so it was it was go time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so okay, and then uh, okay. No, um, so during just just because during that time frame, um, you know, did you guys have any reservations? Like, did, like I know you guys had a game plan when you initially went into it, but with COVID coming out of nowhere, you signing your lease the day that you know Governor DeSantis had put the the thing into effect. What were your guys' thoughts? Like, what were you even thinking? I literally asked him. I was like, "Are you sure we did this?" Uh, um, no, there was a lot of there was a lot of you know concerns, a lot of eyebrows that could be raised. Mm -hmm. um, but for us, at the end of the day, you know, when we when we looked at it, we said, you know, I, it's one thing to say if we were you know trying to open like a sneaker store or something like that, but it's food. It's almost a necessity. And we, you know, face, I believe that our biggest thing is like at the end of the day, we can depend on ourselves and we mm -hmm. can like solid faith that whatever yeah. is game time, where the money's already spent, so we're just and gonna then, make it happen. And then you know, it's it's not like we were starting from scratch. Yeah. You know, my, my yeah. wife had made a restaurant at uh, back in 2017 that was on a smaller scale back in satellite. Yeah. Um, you know, so she and built her following up. Uh, I, that's when I met her and we actually moved on from there where we started doing catering uh, from here all the way to Orlando. So yeah. we were building up a following. So I started cooking from my house in 2016. 
as a hobby. My background is pharmacy. I just kind of was like, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you know, I was like having like, you know, game nights at the house and having people bring seafood and stuff. And so I realized that's like, oh, I think they like it. Nobody's complaining. So I end up um, was like doing a, like a little rent party, you know? <laughs> And so I sold my first platters just to get some extra money um, in between jobs. And I made a lot of money and I was like, hold up, can I, I can make money doing this. And I like the light bulb hit. And um, I was doing that until I got a job in the pharmacy at the hospital. And everybody was like, Q, why are you doing this? Like, you need to go back to food. And I, I just decided in 2016 to just take a leap of faith and do it myself. And mm -hmm. that's how I got the first location. And that's when I met my husband. Yeah, because I I had moved back from like the Fort Lauderdale area. I had my own little insurance company, but I'm like, All right, well, we're coming back home. Mm -hmm. And I'm on like Facebook every day. And every day there's exactly. like messages, notifications about this place, about this crab place. And I'm like, so it actually caught my interest because I'm a business guy. I'm like, First of all, well, she's on her game because there's never a day that goes by <laughs> that I don't see some type of advertisement about this place. So yeah. let me go check it out. You know, <laughs> gorilla market. You know, you know that that caught me. I'm like, all right, she bought her business. I like that. So I got to go see more. And you so, know, that, <laughs> how does that merge together with you guys working together on the same business? What does that look like for you? Um, so my husband does all the cooking and ordering um, the inventory and stuff like that. And then I kind of run the outside in the business part. I help I do with the ordering and inventory, uh, hiring, um, she, community. She's our marketing yeah. guru extraordinaire. Like I said, that's how I met her because of her marketing and, <laughs> you know, and her strengths in that. Like when she met me, she didn't know I can cook. You know, I've cooked for a long time, but never like, not like seriously, but, but you know, everything kind of, it, it falls in place. It's, it's not that hard to, I think to cook for me. So. The biggest thing, like people think that <laughs> as a couple, that it is going to be kind of hard to work together. What we found out is that if we, we both can't focus on the same thing. Exactly. Once we yes. split it up and we're like, it okay, this be, is what you do. This is what I do. We just. That's why. I run the back of the house. She runs the front of the house. Yeah. And I tried to work me, in the kitchen with him. And and like, I, I, I tell her, just, just, just go home, baby. It's okay. It's okay. We, you know, because the, the, the system in the back is different from the system in the front. The way that she handles the customers, the way that she deals with the front end of the house, it's going to be different from how I would. But being that, you know, she's the original face in the brand of the company, we want everybody to model in that realm. And customers now, like to come and see me take pictures and talk and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's really cool. So I don't mind doing a front. Um, our daughter is our manager now. We have about um, 10, uh, 10 uh, staff members. Yeah. Um, our, my brother in law my works. For the me. kitchen manager, yeah. you know. So, you know, we that it's is a, amazing. It's a family business that we're, you know, we're trying to cultivate and grow. and uh, you know, and expand within within ourselves. It's when we came together. You know, he asked, you know, what does it look like for us? Well, one, we came together and and really put together a plan just to have 
a unified mindset on what it is that we're looking to accomplish within mm -hmm. our family. We had a blended family. That. I had, you know, three girls. She had two girls. Yeah. And now we have two together. Oh, so they're seven all together. So cute. So, you know, we had to just put together a mindset. And really, you know, I really looked at her one day and said, listen, you know, I'm doing this. We're doing that over there. I'm like, at any given point in time, you just let me know because I'm telling you, what we what what you have there and what we're able to cultivate if we both join in together we will be unstoppable so well and then the main thing is too is anthony's background is like finance he was a financial advisor and so mm -hmm. like um and did insurances mm -hmm. um so like he has that knowledge of business too a little bit and then my background and um I just, I'm a true Capricorn always, yeah. entrepreneur mm -hmm. uh, spirit. My parents and my mom was an entrepreneur is uh, my dad too. So I kind of had the bug, but just lacked the confidence. Um, that's why my background was pharmacy. But once I realized I can do this, I kind of just switched But up. she's been doing this for years. Yeah, she's sold been, everything. <laughs> you know, she can, but it's not just the sales. What I really love about her is that is the the people person personality that she has you know we all at some point in time don't really like to deal with people at times we get a lot but when it's game time you know you're going to get the same experience from her mm -hmm. every time you know i used to be again i used to be a private banker i used to be an advisor i told i dealt with face-to-face -face, you know customer service for a long time so i know good service when i see it and she has that mm -hmm. um so that makes it easier to come across to 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 everybody in that loving feeling. That's why they want to take pictures. That's that's why they want to come because yes. she puts it up on social media and lets you feel like you're a part of what we're doing. Because essentially, you guys are. You know that support from from you are from you all is what helps us to continue to grow, to continue to expand, get more ideas as to what it is that we can give you all that. You know, you're really gonna have you coming back. So yeah. yeah. And so our next step and what that looks like is franchising. We've already got Yes. So, okay. Get a location in California. Uh, we we're working on it. Listen, we've had requests from Cali to Utah to Nevada to yeah, Kentucky to amazing. North Carolina to Texas, as you all know. Like anytime they come on vacation and they come because we're we're right near uh Cape Canaveral, which has uh, the cruise port which is the largest cruise port in the United States. Yeah, we're like mm -hmm. eight minutes away. Yeah, so. so there's a lot there's a lot of tourists that come through the Orlando area and then come over to this side because they're going on a cruise and they get to experience queues mm -hmm. because of that. And then they want to go yes, back. Yes, that is so okay. And I think it's kind of like a, um, a destiny, a tourist trap at this point. Yes. I can say that I feel like it's bigger than me at this point. Like they know me, but that's most dope. of the time they don't even know who I am. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. You know. And, so, and that's how we know we're, we're moving on to the next level. Because yes. The brand based on around that service and that you know, love and incubator, but be able to have a team that can, you know, be able to reciprocate that every time, no matter where the location is, because we ain't going to be in every location. And you can't you know? duplicate an experience like that either, really, too. Yes. And, you know, I just have to point out one big thing, and me and Charles, we, we talk about this and on Twitter and things like that. The relationship, the fact that you guys are on the same page, the fact that you have involved your family. I think I don't only speak for myself when I say on a black wealth, looking at a beautiful black couple, 
you know, grow their business together and involve their family and seeing it run so adequately and just your guys' energy and the way you mix and mangle. It's so like, and but I can see, girl, I can see why everyone wants to take pictures with you. Your vibe just through the computer. We can feel it. We can, we can feel the love and the compassion. And I think that's a big thing that's missing from business. You know, yeah. you literally turned a passion into profits and you did it with your family. And I think that is, such an underrated blessing you know I'm a second generation entrepreneur as well so you guys remind me so much of my parents and the way that they were able to really get into business together and that's something you know I'm gonna be 31 that's something that I look for in my partner because I am a full-time entrepreneur and business owner as well so you guys that are watching you see it's possible like it is possible okay but I want to stay Q what advice do you have for Michelle because she's a boss and she's trying to find her husband. Listen, so Michelle, like that was the biggest thing, especially like um, after I got, I was married before and um, became a single mom with two girls. And my biggest thing leaving that situation was having my own, you know, and um, it was intimidating for other guys to come and see me with the restaurant at that time, a smaller version, but a restaurant doing my own thing. And I just say, continue to focus on building yourself at the best you you can, because then you can meet somebody on that same vibration. You don't want to meet anybody that's less than what you're putting out for yourself. I like it. That's 100%. Like it. And Charles, you are so funny. I put you on the spot, <laughs> and I love I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. It's a, I do want, but I do want a husband. Obviously, about, that's the ultimate goal. But, yeah. you know. But again, and. It's understanding with the with the relationship, just as in business, it's about having that hard conversation. The reason that you see us here smiling and laughing here, there's a lot of hard conversations behind closed doors. Mm. You know, there's a there's a you know, I tell my wife all the time in business, baby, when I'm talking to you, it's business, it's not personal, it's not about feelings, <laughs> it's about bottom, it's about the bottom line, it's about red or black. I it's love about that. Them. So yeah. that we talking that, but she know I'm on level when we get home. She know I'm gonna kiss her. It's, I'm gonna take care of her. Uncomfortable conversations and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I do say that um, you gotta have that thick skin when working with a spouse. <laughs> now, but yeah, and I will say this for you know to to add on to what she said in regards to his question to you is when you do find that person, you have to understand, and I, I used to say this to understand you're not in it by yourself anymore yeah because sometimes you spend so much time saying i'm gonna be a boss i'm a boss up i'm a boss up <laughs> and then you meet the other boss and you don't want to go like you're still going alone the yeah. whole reason of doing that is to find somebody that's equally yoked yeah. so understand how to mesh that yoke and then everybody is elevated from there yeah. because you know you go from that to royalty status because well because you, you know, have once you you'll know when you meet someone that is um perfect for you to give up that because it's not easy as a boss as a strong woman to say hey and I'm, I'm a single mom of two boys so okay, I'm so, in that same right. scenario yeah so it's for me I'm like mom, oh. I, it's <laughs> easy I understand so like like she said it's it's all in about who who you are we always you are always going to attract who we are Mm. not who we perceive to be not yeah. who we want to be in the future but who we are now mm -hmm. so if who we are now is not truly who we see ourselves as then holding off on certain things would be the best thing for us until we get ourselves there that mm -hmm. way it eliminates Anthony just took me to church y'all Anthony <laughs> took me to church he took me to church and that is 100 percent 100 percent because 
you know, I lost my grandmother um, in August of last year and it put me in like a really weird funk. And so I'm coming out of it now, like now, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's really dope to be able to see what I want. And what I mean, like, you know, with, with your guys' business, that's something I see it can happen. It's possible. And hearing, you know, sometimes you got to let the lion die down a little bit. And, yeah. you know, cause I'm such, I have such a big personality and I'm always like, you know, I've been doing this. I, I'm a boss. I got this. And even Charles, like he knows, but I'm so soft hearted and I want to, I want to have somebody to love and Stay all of away. those things. But, you know, it's just, I know when the time will come, but we gonna ask every single couple when they come on here. What is the advice for Michelle? Because <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you that I just, I attract everybody because I have so much light. And so yeah. I have to have better discernment. So I pray for that. And I do like practice. And so y'all are, y'all are That's right with me. me. I appreciate like, I it. I had to learn um, that I'm a big people pleaser. And like, I had to pull that back a lot. These three years of being an entrepreneur, like I can only give myself so much to so many people without draining myself. So mm -hmm. you have to also like, have you so hard. Yeah, you gotta have a level, level yeah. of effort. So a level boundaries of effort gotta have. goes into what I actually do. So I'm a productivity specialist. And so mm -hmm. what is a productive day? What does that mean to you guys? How do you guys keep your time management aligned, your productivity aligned to make sure you're getting to those goals? I mean, from the very beginning, like we treat our business like a really, you know, a strict business. We get up, um, make sure that our employees are coming to work on time. We make sure that our vendor trucks are coming in so that we can have food to give out um, to our customers. Uh, we have a schedule of when we do ordering. Um, it's a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it starts again. It never, you know, it never turns off because. There's always something going on, but like, you know, uh, I tell you a typical day for me is waking up at four, going to the gym at five, just trying yeah. to get myself together for all of that that's going on in the day because we got kids we, before we're before we're business owners we're parents yeah. and they're demanding you know a 10 month old and a four-year-old and then two <laughs> teenagers that are still here yeah so we got school so if I don't get myself going early and get myself together then you know that snowball effect in regards to your energy how you handle those things that are coming throughout the day is going to be different you so know. between the two of us, he helps uh, with driving the kids to school and getting the kids ready. She and then she gets another one. Mm -hmm. It's just so many of them. We give her the baby because I'd rather <laughs> take the two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Small kids are alive. You know, and then it's, you know, and then it's, and then it's banking. And then it's, you know, and then it's looking at, you know, payroll. And then it's, again, like she said, looking at staffing and then looking at, okay, what's the, you know, where are we at today? What's our busiest time of the day? How did we do this time last week as opposed to this? For week? instance, we, we have um, uh, May 3rd, we have a BBW group that's coming in, uh, having a conference. So like I had to call the promoter today and was like, okay, we have a DJ coming in for um uh, karaoke that night so we could bring entertainment to the restaurant mind you guys our spot is only 50 seats. 50 seats i think that the brand this tells you about our marketing our brand makes our restaurant look way bigger than what mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. and so we get large parties 30 40 50 people they're calling they're like yeah we're we're you know we're here we want to be uh there you know, do we have time to, and we just tell them, hey, we'll get you guys fit in. Just come on out. 
and we've we'll been able to we've been able to take care of the large parties and we don't have all alcohol at our spot either it's just food sales um which is incredible to be able to go yeah Mm-hmm. and have the kind of sales that we have coming up on three years and you know still be growing still have the opportunity to expand still have the opportunity to add you know beer and wine and alcohol and add that next layer and level to it you know it all comes in time you know we've we could have we've could we could have did it before but mm-hmm. for some reason you know things kind of get in the way and you know you kind of learn within business if they get in the way maybe it's for a reason you know, we, you know, being able to scale up and being able to get our, you know, our standard operating procedures in place, making sure that we're setting ourselves up right, you know, making sure that everything that we do can be documented. So, because like we said, we want to franchise because it's beautiful yes. working in the restaurant, building a mom and pop, but we still do have bigger dreams than just running a day-to-day operation. We yeah. want to run a actual conglomerate, you know, and be in all states, be out in California. I love that. You know, we're going to be out at that store checking in on us, come check us out. You know, so the the goal is is always bigger than the current destination for us. Um, So you do have to have a vision, but you definitely have to stay present in what what you're doing. If we're not there presently on a daily basis, then things can kind of get Man. Out, out of hand sometimes. So got to be. Yeah, no. The biggest thing too is, um, as the entrepreneur, you guys, um, being us being the only black-owned restaurant, I feel like we stick out, um, like a sore thumb being in Cocoa Beach. Um, you do. And, <laughs> and I'm like, um, I feel like that's a different kind of obstacle by itself is like good because we stick out but like why in 2023 are we the only one in this mm-hmm. area you know it's such a famous area too so um yeah how do you navigate that how do you because i mean yeah there might be some i guess perceptions people might have or some biases they might have but how do you still maintain your success um despite that that fact um it's hard because I feel like we are already put on an uh, unrealistic pedestal already, you know, as a black owned business, we have to try harder. We have to do things better and bigger all the time. It's like a lot of pressure to um, have that. And then, you know, when you're successful, like from the gate, you have to kind of try to keep that high, you know? So it's always like, I feel like I'm always running, trying to have that pursue that level of success, but it's not going to always be great. And like, I think that us, like we're always transparent with that kind of stuff too, because people think that entrepreneurship is always like blitz and glamour. No, there's sometimes when like last year we had two hurricanes that hit us back to back. Never would I have thought that was going to happen, you know, and it taught us, you know, another level of preparedness that we weren't at. So, um, and then as a Black-owned business, we have, uh, you know, customers that are non-Black come in, look around, and walk out. That happens all day long, you know, and it's something that we unfortunately have to, had to just know that it's just a part of the business. So it's, it's a lot being just us out there as the only black business on the on the block That's mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's all right I, I i wear it as a badge of honor though because oh, most it, definitely you guys because a lot of well. people are gonna come and 
again, we we also, you know, we, we get we get those people. Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of support because they understand the, the you know the brevity of what's going on and being able to break into it's, it's always something big when you're able to break into a sector that hasn't previously been able to be in crap and shows you know many other people that hey if I want something on the beach I can have something yeah here. Where you know I don't have to be scared yeah I don't have to be scared to say oh well they won't accept me here no you bring something that everybody wants and it doesn't matter my do this is my second location on A1A like mm-hmm. that's unheard of too you know, you mentioned something in the beginning and you said that you walk a lot, like you do a lot of things, just faith. Like, you know, that like, if it's meant for you, like you're going to go. And I just want to touch on that because it's like a lot of the things that you're saying, the thing, the difficulties you face, there's a lot of people that aren't built to take that type of criticism. There's a lot of people that aren't built to be able to have the resilience to not speak that type of disrespect because, mm-hmm. it, you know, you can call a spade a spade. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, I just have to once again commend you guys because not only did you bring your family into something like this, but I mean, to be the only Black-owned restaurant in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and to stand on that and to have, you know, the presence you have, that really means something. You know what I'm saying? And I live in Florida. I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with the area. So it's, I see it and I'm in awe because I'm like doing your thing mm-hmm. i mean we became um, i'm a light bright but at the end of the day i still get looked at weird when i go to coco beach so i mean i i get the feeling but you know i just have to ask you guys what is the most popular dish what is the one thing that people come there and they're like oh my god like i really need to know our most popular dish i would say is our crack and crab platter that I, has like we so the amount of I've looked at the number. I'm yeah. going to just say, like, we probably sold $80,000 last year just on the crack and crab platter yeah. by itself. And that's just one platter. Wow. And so, yeah. um, I would, that's just one platter. Yeah, <laughs> close. And that's on the, that, you know, that's on the steamed seafood side. I'd say our number one fried item is the giant fish. And then the trio platter is and then the trio is the second close. Yeah. Absolutely. The trio has <laughs> the lobster, snow crabs, and shrimp. Uh-huh. And then the two small sides, like the seafood mac, which you don't really get nowhere else. Yeah. And that's seafood rice. <laughs> what we do different is we call it like Florida style seafood because like a lot of the other places they're doing the bags. We specifically do not do the bags. We season our food um, mm-hmm. our way. You know, we sell our own seasons. Um, we have Ooh, our own products. Food. Yeah, so we have um, garlic, sauce. lemon, and herb seasoning. We have our crab and seafood seasoning. We have our hot sauce. We have our butter, and we have our pineapple lemonade, lemonade and blue raspberry lemonade that we sell. By the gallon, by the way. So I'm going to need to know what day I can come, and we can do an in-person <laughs> interview with the food. Charles, I will send our good regards, but I think that would be so dope. Like, <laughs> what we can Sunday. I got you. Cute. Right. I'm gonna. I DM'd you. Like, I listen. If we can know. do Wednesday, okay. Like, and Thursdays are normally the slower days, especially like if you want to do interview. We put out a nice spread for you. Do a taste. Yeah. Do a taste. I, I like. I'm so serious. I will bring a whole no, camera crew. Like, happen. we will definitely make that happen. Yeah. yeah. So that. that's number one. And number two, what do you guys feel has been the toughest thing to get over in being in the food industry side of business, especially with inflation, with everything? I know that sometimes seafood is hard to get in Florida. Like, how do you guys go? Like, how do you handle that? 
Um, uh, building multiple vendor relationships yeah. is the best way I can say that. Like, um, I remember when I had my first location, I had no idea that there was different vendors. I was going to Restaurant Depot, Sam, yeah. you know, BJ's, <laughs> all I knew. Sure. And so the power of my marketing, when we opened up the second location, the big vendors like, you know, U.S. Food Cisco, they met me at our location, wanted to, yeah. you know, see how uh, we can help them. Uh, I'm not helping them, but partner with them to, to get the food i mean yeah because you know over the time that we've been open you know food costs has skyrocketed you yeah. know we yeah, went yeah. from you know i'll just say that we went from having somewhere around 35 to you know 35 to 40 percent margins down to about five to ten percent yeah um you know because of food costs yeah you the, know so and so that was the biggest thing i would say with the food inflation is you know how we are as uh, people <laughs> It's scary to like increase your prices, yeah. knowing that you're dealing with inflation. But sometimes it's it was an anxiety-filled situation for me to like with the people pleasing, mm -hmm. um, to want to well, we needed to raise our prices because, for instance, a case of crabs. Oh my gosh, they tripled. I, yeah they triple but yeah, I, yeah I can imagine you know just on the price and just on the you know standing on the quality of our food and what we produce on a daily basis and knowing what you get every yeah I still do have room to be able to you know mm -hmm. to get fair market value for what it is that we're offering and once we made the prices increases uh within mm -hmm. because of inflation honestly our customer base was yeah. like fine they were like and we know everybody else is doing it everybody else mm -hmm. is doing it yeah so just because we're a black owned business doesn't mean we're cheap right you well, know we don't provide that, a cheap product so we're not gonna you know go down with but with those type of marketing and that that is the other um issue too is i feel like because we're a black owned restaurant that people i've i actually been told like um you're brave to sell the prices that you sell and i'm like why why do you look at at, at me being brave to sell prices the same food that other no. places are Grab selling no exactly it's smart it's market price it's well. not black crab or white crabs exactly. <laughs> i mean <laughs> but you know mm -hmm. again being held at a different standards yeah. um, but it's, that's yeah, a big it's thing so to right, still you know. prevail over that yeah mm -hmm. i mean everybody so, everybody's gonna have an expectation of some type you know and that's and that's okay as long as we're producing the quality that we expect and producing the product that we expect we know that in in the long run you know, the majority of people are going to be happy and satisfied with that and continue to come back. I have to ask this question because there's other people who want to become entrepreneurs. They want to go into business for themselves, but they might be struggling with the funding. Mm -hmm. What were you guys able to do to capitalize the restaurant when you were starting out? <laughs> um, no, well, that was a funny situation. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> said that we did uh, have a little private um investor um that she was able to help us with some initial funding but the rest was bootstrapping it's really bootstrapping i yeah. mean it, it, what what we started on you know most people would would not even attempt yeah. to to try to even get it going you know because there's the, the stigma that oh I, it has to have this it has to have that as long as it's got the bones that you need to get started you know we like a more i would say this we like a more 
in, in a restaurant situation, a more turnkey opportunity of starting out first because mm -hmm. you don't have the capital to be able to put everything in there that you want. But as long as it has what you need to actually make the products that you're making, mm -hmm. start where you are and then the capital will come. Because if your product is good, people are going to continue to come back. I would say that um, the tips that I have now, hindsight, yeah, hindsight. <laughs> I would say uh, creating that pitch deck and that business plan up front, um, going ahead and applying for your, um, your Sunbiz information mm -hmm. as soon as possible, dating it that date. That was a mistake that I made that, you know, with the PPP. We, we didn't get any of the PPP. We weren't able to get any PPP because of just, we filed in February and we didn't sign a lease until March. And then we didn't open it. We got the keys April 1st. So I put the date as opening as April 1st, even though we didn't open until July. But mm. because I didn't put February as the actual business being open yeah. the doors were open but the actual business when mm -hmm. it was filed and recorded yeah. you know we missed it by basically 30 or so days yeah so that was <laughs> something also open up your business account right away because so that you can start your um history um people uh making sure your credit is right so you can start that credit history using nav um mm -hmm. and um guns and broad streets so you can have that credit history um, yeah so you can stop using your personal credit and actually start building business credit yeah. and being able to use that to you know to finance things i'm not being afraid to negotiate those vendor contracts with net seven yes. yep. 30 accounts you know like that because <laughs> Uh, like I said, my first location, I didn't have that. So whatever I bought, I had paid right in and there. Now we have those relationships and those contracts that we can say, hey, I'm not going to pay out my invoice until seven to 14 days or 30 days, depending on, on the mm -hmm. vendor. So, yeah. That's really, really good information. I love that. I love the fact that you guys said you bootstrapped it. Because I think sometimes people overthink the beginning of the process. They want to mm -hmm. kind of skip steps and get things done. Yeah. But it's like you didn't even formulate the initial idea. You didn't even get it like down pat and get yeah. that, that, you know, idea A going before. Now you're thinking of DCEFG. It's like, no. So I love that. So mm -hmm. um, how, do, how do you guys deal with um, customer feedback and criticism? You know, um, on a social scale, even in the restaurant, I mean, I know that, you know, criticism with people these days, they get behind the computer and it's like they become a whole different person. Oh, yeah. So how do you guys deal with that type of stuff? I mean, I, I play do a, a play by like a situational based thing. Like most of the times now, like in the past, I would just dress each one and be like, you know, go. but now I'm like, the good or the bad thank you for your feedback thank you for your business and i keep mm -hmm. it moving i don't even take it seriously anymore because like everyone is going to have an opinion and um mm -hmm. we just can't stop and focus on those yeah, things we can't please but i used to tell all the time in the beginning you know it's a it's a saying called some will some won't so what yeah you know at at, at and I, I used to tell all the time I say bank of america don't care about reviews mm -hmm. we do care about reviews Mm -hmm. But to the extent of reading the review and picking out the actual constructive mm -hmm. criticism in it, not the opinions of people of how we should cook our food yeah. that's recipeed and plated the way that we want it to look. If you know you're not liking something because it's not how you normally eat it, that's that's not you know a, a complaint. 
do say <laughs> we do take constructive criticism absolutely but when you start taking stuff and like oh i don't like the decor and, of this or yeah. i don't like oh you should yeah. try this way like we can't we can't please everybody would, you know if you you know and if there's truly something wrong what we normally love is that you know, we're normally there. So come up and tell us right right away. Yeah. You know, allow us an opportunity to be able to remedy the situation because that's never what we want. Yeah. You know, we address those people and we try to find remedies for people that we know that may have had a, a bad experience for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. We take those things very seriously. Yeah. You know, but and other people, there are some people that kind of troll sometimes. So. Yeah, you got to fight for the kind of trolls. Again, we do also hire like a lot of younger kids, um, like young, I would say between 16 to 21, giving them their first jobs. Um, And and so we try to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Like not everybody, if we can be at least 85 to 90% good, like Mm -hmm. the other 10%, we just have to either try to learn from it or fix it on the spot and just move on. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's really, really dope. What is like an unexpected lesson that you guys learned throughout this whole process of starting the business during the pandemic and then having so much success presently? I think, well, for me, I think there's a line in a song that says, more important is lawyer fees. (laughs) So having having the, you know, when you're scaling and growing, having the proper team Uh, in place. uh, Exactly. An attorney, an accountant, you know, and an attorney. <laughs> making sure that your back end is, is is tied up. Your yeah. books are good. Your contracts are, are are right, and have you know language that puts things in your favor. Um, not that, to be unequal, but to be fair to both sides absolutely. of the contract. Even you now, know. we're uh, we also just added to our team like a commercial broker um, that has that knowledge and like with commercial leases so that now when we want to look at those other locations we're not going into the same mm-hmm. estates because a lawyer can know a lot but also it's good to have somebody on the team that knows the, the yeah. commercial market like, like the they're going to know the buildings they're going to know the landlords they're going to know, the, yeah. you know the, the scope of the land they're going to get information mm-hmm. that you know because people are trying to either have them broker the building for them or sell it to them so they got to divulge information to, to that you know commercial realtor as opposed to the lawyer just being able to look over a contract and say, I don't, you know, we'll strike this out, we'll strike this out. I think you the other thing that insight as to where to go and you know how the business is actually going to do it, you know, in that setting. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's the biggest lesson in entrepreneurship is not so being so eager and happy for opportunities. Even when you get a great Ooh. opportunity to just take a time to let that settle in and still do your homework, still mm-hmm. get a lawyer to look over it, still have like you don't have to just be like, so yes, okay, I'm happy and just jump on it. Because the times when you're impulsive like that is when you make yeah. those big mistakes on it, unfortunately. You, if, you, if you're if you not the person that, you know, focuses on the logistics of thinking, make sure you have somebody close to you that does. Yeah. You know, because every opportunity can sound good when somebody's pitching. Yeah. I, used to tell, I, tell, I tell all the time, I sold people, you know, with my insurance, I would be able to sell people their insurance policy, which I knew was going to help them, you know, with a slam dunk, but I would sell them people that are scared, you know, but by the time I'm done talking to them, they, 
they just it's the best thing in the world yeah thank goodness it was you know I'm not one of the people who tried to sell you something that's not but they, but there are a lot of people that are yeah so you got to go back and say okay it does sound good but let's really look how many people is it going to take how long is it going to take to get started what's the revenue is actually going to be you have to or understand you generate? that because mm-hmm. you're successful don't think that other people aren't they aren't looking and praying and on watching that. that so there's you know. people that take <laughs> advantage of that situation i mean like mm-hmm. you, know, you know it comes they, try, you know, they try to piggyback on <laughs> you know so everybody so, wants to do something you know everybody wants to do do something now when you know when they see you have the train moving yep. Uh, some people try you to you guys asked about the funding part. How many things you guys, how many people you thought was asking us how can they help with the funding? Nobody. But once they saw how successful we oh, were. Oh yeah. Oh, I was like, well, let's do this. Yeah, this yeah, I got this. I okay. got that. My nah. Too late. <laughs> yeah, right. But, and that's where going back to, you know, to believing in what you offer and you know that again that that almost that blind faith that it will work out if you keep going um you know our our family model now is something i used to say to her all the time and it's what you know what we look for out of one another out of everything that we do which is every ounce of greatness yeah if we ain't if we are not putting in what we need to get out every ounce of greatness we can't be mad at the results that we get right you know every ounce of greatness every ounce of greatness is that's our model that's what we look at that's why i hold her accountable and she holds me accountable you know, because we have a bigger goal in mind. Yeah. You know, excuses don't get goals. So I have two questions that I'm going to put into one question and then I'm going to be done. And if Michelle has anything else, then she can ask those questions and then we're going to head into the wrap. Okay. And so this is the question, oh man, I can't even really, it really is two questions. Okay. My first question is, what's the benefit of having somebody that's solely focused on marketing in your business as opposed to having somebody who's just like the CEO and they're still in the kitchen, they aren't able to really out, get out there and market the business because I feel like, Having somebody whose job to market your business allows you to have a huge advantage. And the other question is, um, a lot of times when like entrepreneurs get together, they'll think, oh, I'm going to just start this business and you start that business. But you guys came together and you work the same business. So what was the motivation behind that? Two questions that are not even related. So hopefully you guys can follow. I'd say, well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, when, when focusing on your strengths really means something, it's not that, you know, the, the marketing, you know, person can't be CEO and still be in the kitchen, but when you're disseminating your energies and that, in those type of realms, when you don't have to be in the kitchen, you know, (laughs) when you put all that into marketing so that, you know, okay, Hey, you know, what do we look like this week? Oh, great ideas can flow more when you don't have your thoughts scattered. Yeah. So like with my wife again, yeah, you run all of that, but marketing and the ideas that I get sent to my phone and she and I'm just like, yep, all right, no, we let's do this. Boom, yep. And I'm because it allows it to flow because it's right. uh it, it gives it, uh, she can bounce the ideas off of me. Yeah. You know, it's not, oh, these are my ideas. These are your ideas. I don't care about the marketing. I, you got to, at some point in time, you know, <laughs> I know. And the reason I don't care about the marketing is because I trust her 100% to take care of that. You know? I think with the, the marketing, for instance, when I had the first location before I met him, it was a lot of work to cook, market, and all that stuff. So the mm-hmm. fact that we have each other now, and mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about the cooking and I can focus on exactly. the marketing. I'm able to dive in, target those um, different target audience. We have Disney Roll, 
Universal. We have all yeah. those different places that I can market. We have a number one uh, port right here. So I can market it. Um, I can do community engagement by like going out in the area, the hotels. Mm -hmm. And if I was in the kitchen still, I wouldn't be able to do that. Kind no. Of and so it does lead to your second question, mm -hmm. right? Because the, the thing, it, it, and it ties in because it's the same concept. Doing two things, if I got a one business that I'm running and she has one business that she's running. We'll never now, see each other. Well, yeah, but now I'm doing my marketing. I'm doing my CEO. I'm doing my front facing. I'm doing everything and she's doing that on that side. So yeah, yeah we won't see each other, yeah. one. And then we won't have time to actually expand the ideas of what we can do within that particular business because I'm always going to be focused here and if she tries to talk to me about hers I don't really want to hear that because I'm focused on mine and it's the same thing and for like for me it, I can say this for me within this again I've done a lot in my life I'm 41 now so you know I was I was on Wall Street early I was doing it all of that other stuff mm -hmm. um and you know right now I just like working out and cooking so for, for me I'm like babe don't worry about that. This is what you want. This is, you know, you want to go out there. You go out there. I'll push out in the front and, you know, I'll make sure that, you know, everything on the, on the back end logistically is taken care of. I mean, I and it, that it works better. Organically, we saw that yeah. it worked um, best. Like when he was working and I was at home doing, you know, um, cooking, because after I left the first location, we did catering from Orlando and did some, uh, catering day parties and stuff like that so yeah my focus was always which, building the brand and, and marketing and which made it easier Charles because I was working a full-time job and then I would come home and still and be I, helping her and I'm like, I booked all I'll, these catering jobs we need to go ahead and do you know this. and I told her I said but <laughs> with me how I've always worked and I've always seen it is yeah you can work a full-time job, but once, you know, once your hustle actually starts to meet the income of your full-time job, why are you still there? Yeah. So I see the potential in that. So I told her, book as many as events as you can. And if yeah. we start making money, I'm gone. Yeah. He was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it, it's a thing when she was, when she was at the house and we were doing the events, I was cooking at the house for her. So she could be on the phone sitting up talking about, all right, where are we going to be next week? Where are we going to be? I got to set up this. Listen, I gotta put I'm going to tell you guys the thing about me. <laughs> when I was cooking at my house, I had online ordering system set up. I did not play. Like yeah. I always like in my head knew that like I could. I was over I was door dash. Yeah. And you know, and because we was doing what we were doing. She'd hop in the truck with me. And we'd be like, all right, where are we going now? Are we dropping off? So you guys were delivering yeah. with your own kind of DoorDash setup. They yeah. sent you an email or a text or a phone call. Yeah. You delivered. Y'all are in. I, like, can I just say this? He left his job. Yeah. Her build her dream. We yes. don't see much of that. Like, we really don't. Somebody that take their ego and put it aside and say, hey, babe, you know, I'm going to go ahead and support you in this manner. And it was big because mm -hmm. I'm telling you, there's a lot of selfish people that are not able, not even the selfish people that have a, a different type of mindset that won't allow well, them to even go and we, do that. And, and one of the reasons is because a lot of people have unrealized goals yeah. and aspirations that they've done, right? Like I said before, when I was down in Fort Lauderdale, I, I was a very integral part of building two of the number one insurance agencies in the entire nation twice. One got taken away 
uh, by the by the original owner. And we went and we did it again within another three months and became the number one agent. I don't have anything to prove. I've right. done what I, you know, I, I tell people like I was an old assistant, you know, uh, vice president at PNC Bank at 26 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to prove. If I wanted to and still wanted to be in that realm, then I would still be doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm about quality of life. You know, I got my kids running around here. My and girls love me. They want to see freedom. me. And you again, know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I ain't wore I ain't wore a tie, and well, she made me wear a tie before I went, but you know, I don't wear a tie. <laughs> and I told her I used to have you know go thirty days without having you know change a suit, but that don't it doesn't interest me anymore. What interests me is like I said, the quality of life, yeah. being able to have you know something that I know that we can grow and that our our kids can be able to see and have an example of not working for somebody but working for something. Mm-hmm. you know towards yourself that builds you up that allows you the opportunity to help other people to grow yourself to expand yourself as a person and you know again we you know i told them, we're gonna be doing this for long they better take over because we want to travel yeah. <laughs> listen i mean from the product line to the franchise to what you guys are doing i'm almost sure that you will be able to live your even better life because you guys are living the best life right now i mean i'm in awe i literally i love you guys i think your energy, your dynamic, the way that you guys flow together. It's so beautiful to see. And it's to show other people, like, regardless of what industry you're in, you can work with your partner. You can really build together and, you know, to... Yeah, it's actually to, better, too, in yeah. my so opinion. Further, I mean, you really, you you can see the genuine support. Like, you can yeah. see it, you you can feel it. And I just think that that's so beautiful. Like I've been saying that, that for so long, that it's uh-huh. better to work with your partner than... With, yeah. to work with a stranger yeah. <laughs> left in november and decided not to no longer work for us she wanted to kind of have a little freedom and see how it is to work other mm-hmm. places two weeks ago what three weeks ago i get a call mom i want to talk to you she's 19 um i i want to come back as a manager but these are my conditions i said what happened they let you go she's like yeah <laughs> So you don't have any conditions on it. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> the same thing that I offered before, but like even now she sees like, you know, it's mm-hmm. different like out there. Like uh, my parents are really giving it to us as good as possible. And like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's yeah. not hard. Mm-hmm. We tell her, I mean, nobody's going to care about you like we do. Yeah. We're not, trying, we're not, we're not being hard on you. We're teaching you literally how to be able to run, if not this business, something for yourself. Exactly. exactly. You know, and it, it doesn't have thing. to be our business. And the same thing for us. Like mm-hmm. we could go and work for someone else, but why not put that same energy and focus on our own business, have that freedom exactly. that we want, you and know. I've made millions of dollars for way too many other people. Yeah. <laughs> Selling their stuff. I, I felt that. So, so I no, it's not. Yeah, it's not of interest to me, you yeah. know, unless I'm we're doing it for us. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you guys are amazing. Yeah. So Charles, you want to wrap it up for us? Um, I want to ask them a few one-line question and answers. Okay. Uh, my first is this is a new question, but you guys have been talking about business and work. But what do you do for fun? We're fun. We like to travel. We love to go out to dinner. We're real big foodies. I know when people see us in a restaurant, they're like, why are you doing it here? But we like to eat as much as we like uh-huh. to cook. Um, and me, I'm simple. I work out. He likes, he's a gen rat. Um, yeah. I like to shop. I know that sounds cliche, but he's like, I like to spend the money we made. <laughs> <laughs> and our kids. Yeah. No, that's awesome. 
What's your favorite business or investment book? So, well, I'll, I'll say this. There's, um, for people in real estate, there's a book called People's Principles. Yeah, that's one. Um, I would say that one. And um, right now, I'm reading What Would Rockefellers Do? Uh, which is basically how they set up their family trust uh, and being able to pass it down. Not with the Vanderbilt. Don't follow the Vanderbilt. Follow the <laughs> um, uh, And then I I would say uh, an old favorite is you know as a man thinketh that that book transcends pretty much you know any type of industry that that you're in and and just mindset because mindset is one of the biggest things that keeps people from achieving any of their goals it's not their talent it's not their aspiration to do it but it's just being able to either cultivate the mind to a stronger level or with most people they have to relearn things the right way because they've been taught such you know things such the wrong way for so long that they actually believe it you know so it's hard to understand and believe new concepts which is and once you can get that you know then you can kind of dive into what success waits for you because you you know the strongest thing we have is is our power of thought so awesome great great conversation um where can people find you where can they follow you where can they support you have going on um they can follow us on facebook on q's crack and crab on instagram and tiktok on we love q's um and uh and follow me i'm a bread with the chef d-a-c-h-e-f on mm-hmm. uh, instagram uh, and then um our location is at 5240 north Atlantic avenue um you know 100 and cocoa beach we're close to the pier so you know what a cocoa beach pier is it's pretty famous uh we're right on right off the beach line like you can literally take the beach line from the from orlando and never have to make the turn you just come in and make the left into our parking lot and that's where i will be like going straight <laughs> in there and not making no turns <laughs> man um media on our website cuescockandcrowd.com so yeah, yeah that's pretty much everywhere great amazing conversation from top to bottom Thank um you guys you. have a, a really good energy um it. so it's amazing to hear your story shout out to you guys make sure you guys check them out follow them on instagram follow them on social media and go get some crab go get the crab <laughs> plate and tell yeah. them the top billy sent you and tell them the michelle sent you <laughs> All right. And tell them that Michelle will be there. Hey, listen, Michelle will be there. Like we're, hey. we're making this live interview with her. We lock it in. We gonna put it all on there. They gonna know. Right. You guys are amazing. Once again, I commend you. I mean, I'm inspired to go find my husband and open up something with him. <laughs> um, but you guys are amazing. Your energy is unmatched. I followed you guys on social media, and I cannot wait to connect more and see how you guys continue to grow. Because not for nothing, because we didn't even highlight this. Not only are they voted the Space Coast Living Best New Restaurant, but they had Startup Business of the Year and 2022 Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Yeah. Okay, period. Yeah. Black Chamber Day with the Space Coast Black Chamber. We just won a $15,000 grant with Spectrum, so we're going to have a free TV advertisement for the next three months. That's dope. That's awesome. Part two interview is coming soon. <laughs> It's all possible. You too can find you a husband and build a business, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's another episode. All right, y'all.
of the Millionaire Podcast, and we are out. Peace. Thanks, guys. Thank you.